us from the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 7. We're going to begin our reading at verse 21 and then read through the end of this chapter. Matthew 7, beginning at verse 21. What we hear now is God's word. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. Here we end the reading of God's holy word. Well, tonight we look together at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Probably one of the most well-known sermons in Scripture, and certainly uh, the best sermon in Scripture on the law of God. The Sermon on the Mount begins with reminding God's people of the blessings of belonging to Him, and then goes on for two more chapters to talk about what we must do because we belong to God, and applies the law to their lives. Jesus says, you've heard it said this, but I'm telling you this is what it means. You have heard this said, but this is what really is going on here. He gives application of the law of God in their lives. And throughout the sermon, he gives application. But it's, it's, it's as if as he comes to the end here, that he wants to say, look, just in case you have missed it up until now, you need to do what I'm saying. Uh, every sermon uh, needs to ha have application. Uh, maybe, maybe it comes in different places in the sermon, but it should, it should move us to do something. And that's how Jesus concludes this sermon. And he contrasts at the end three different types of people, three different responses to what he's been saying for the last couple chapters. And I've, I've entitled them uh, Sayers and Hearers and Doers. And we're going to look at each of those responses to the Sermon on the Mount 
to be reminded how it is that we should respond as God's people to his call to obedience. He begins by talking about the sayers. Verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Who are these sayers? If if we can put it in a modern context, the sayers are those who sit in church, they, they, they hear the sermon being preached, and they even nod along with it. Oh, good. Good point, Pastor. That, that, that's really good. That, that, that's good to know. But the sayers never get past nodding along. They, 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 they hear what's being said, but they, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine for someone else. And yet, yet they will claim to do mighty and powerful works in the name of the Lord. But they are, they are sayers only. And I'm just, I'm so struck by this. They say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not do mighty works in your name? And there's no evidence that they didn't do all those things. But Jesus says, I never knew you. It's a reminder to us that that even manifestations of power may not always be coming from God. Some claim to do mighty and powerful things, but they do that not in God's power. We are are warned about that. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, we read there, the coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing. What Jesus is teaching here is don't be taken in. Don't be taken in even by those who would say, Lord, Lord, who would take his name on their lips and and who might appear to do mighty powerful things. Don't be deceived. Jesus says, I never knew you even though they have the appearance of power. Their power is counterfeit. It is not done in the name of the Lord. We have other examples in Scripture of of Satan raising up someone to try to do a a, a particular mighty act. We think of of, uh, the story of Balaam and Balak. Remember that story, kids, of Balaam and Balak? Balak, who wants to curse the people of God. Balak, who has their worst in mind. And he gets this guy, Balaam, to come, and he says, I want you to curse those people. That's his intention. God overrules that, that desire for power. And Balaam, when he speaks, cannot curse. All he can do is bless. God overrules that, that, that attempted counterfeit of speaking a word against God's people. 
We read in the book of Colossians about a man named Demas who was associated with the apostles. And we have no reason to believe he wasn't actively involved with the apostles and preaching with the apostles, but later he falls away. What do we do with a text like that? Does that mean everything he said was false? But he didn't remain. Beware of those who simply, simply take the name, use the words. We think even even of Judas. Judas, who along with the twelve, was given the power to cast out demons, and he really could. But Judas would go on to betray the Lord. Don't be fooled by sayers. Don't be fooled even by displays of power, seeming power, because they are sayers only. And Jesus says, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Jesus has been talking about the law, about keeping the law, and those who are sayers want nothing of that. Want nothing of being lawful. They are the lawless ones, you workers of lawlessness. Sayers only. Depart, I never knew you. Jesus goes on to talk about another kind of people, hearers. And in fact, he talks about two kinds of hearers. Anyone who hears the words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on a rock. Whoever hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And, you know, when I was growing up, uh, we had a little song about that. Wise man built his house upon a rock. Rise man built his house. The rains came down and the... Sorry, I get distracted. Beautiful little song about the wise man and the foolish man. But, you know, when I was growing up and I sang that song, I think I was mistaken about understanding it properly. Because I thought, I thought, oh, it was the wise man who heard the word of God and it was the foolish man who didn't hear the word. But that's not what the text says. Both heard the word. Verse 24, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them is like a wise man. Verse 26, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man. Both heard the word. But the hearers the hearers only, we might say, they heard the word, but they didn't listen. <laughs> they didn't put it into practice. Now, certainly hearing is where it starts, but we must do more than simply hear. The wise man, the foolish man are going to build, but they're going to build very, very differently. One will simply go on what he thinks is best. He's heard something, but I have a better idea. And one will listen to what he's been taught. And both hearers will be tested. The wise man will be tested, and the foolish man will be tested. They are to build. The wise man built his house on the rock. Uh, we lived for 14 years in Phoenix, Arizona. It's in the middle of the desert, and uh, 
right near Phoenix, there's a, a fairly large river uh, called the Salt River. Now, for most months out of the year, the Salt River is absolutely dry. There is nothing in it, not a drop of water. You look at this great big wide river and it's just a big old sand pit. Some rocks in there, but mostly sand, but it's, it's the Salt River. I can imagine someone going into that area and saying, you know, this is like a good place to build. Big, wide, open space. The ground we can dig into fairly easily. Let's, let's just go ahead and build our house here in this beautiful sandy area. The problem with the Salt River is that when the storms and the rains come up in the mountains, they all end up running down the Salt River. And for a month or two out of the year, that river does run and flow. The foolish man is like one who says, you know what, this looks like a good place. Oh yeah, they told me it's not so good a couple months of the year, but I'm gonna build here anyway. And when the rains come, he is swept away. The wise man hears. He, he knows better. He knows to trust what he has been told, what he's been taught. Don't build there. Don't build like that. The foolish man says, you know what? I think it'll be okay. I, I, I've heard the warning. Yeah, I've heard the warning. But I think I know better how to live my life. Hearers, the difference. They, they both hear, but they, they apply what they hear very, very differently. All of you are hearers. In an average year, you'll hear about 100 sermons or so. If you've been in church for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, that's thousands, thousands of sermons you have heard. What have you put into practice? Are you like the foolish man who hears? but says, you know, I, I, I think I know better. I think I have a better way to live than, than the instruction that I'm getting. Do we hear and ignore the message? Hearers, hearers simply hear they don't listen. They don't apply what's been taught, taught to them. And when the rains come, and when the trials of life come, they have nothing to hold on to. No, no sure foundation, no solid rock on which to build. And like those houses are swept away. Sayers, those who Jesus says, I never knew you. Even though they say, Lord, Lord, and do wonderful things. Hearers, those who hear, but the foolish simply choose not to listen. And then, and then there are the doers. Verse 21 again. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Verse 24. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them is like the wise man who builds his house upon a rock, who applies the word of God 
to our lives. To not only hear it, but to listen to it. And to act in accord with what it says. Because throughout our lives, we are builders in a variety of ways. Young couples, when they get married, seek to build a solid marriage. What will be their foundation? Will you listen to what the Word of God says about marriage? To how the Word describes the role of a husband and the role of a wife? Will you hear and listen to God's instruction? Or will you simply find the latest pop psychology book and say, I think I like that better. That's easier. Build on this firm foundation. Be doers of the word. Parents, as we raise our children, God calls us to raise them in the fear of the Lord. Will we use the Bible as the source of our instruction? Or, or do we have the Bible in one hand and uh, the child-rearing book by Dr. Spock in the other hand? I, I know I'm kind of dating myself with the Dr. Spock reference. Um, it's not this Spock, guys. It's not that Spock. It's a different Spock. Uh, he, he used to... And it's amazing how many people use that book to rear their children. God's Word teaches us how to raise our kids. Build on that firm foundation. Young people, you're going to be making many decisions for your lives in the next few years. Decisions, as a father I say, decisions beyond your years of understanding. Where will you look to get guidance? Where will you look to help you make the best choices possible? Will you rely on the time-tested, infallible Word of God? God? God loves His children. He has the best in mind for His children. Trust in Him. Trust in His Word. And when you need guidance and help, He's given you wonderful counselors. He's given you youth group leaders. He's given you pastors. He's given you elders. He's given you teachers. Seek out their godly advice. They have, they have gone through the storms. And they can witness to God's faithfulness even in times of trial. Doers who take God's word and apply it and live it in their lives. Because when we begin to do that, it is evidence that God has been and is at work in our lives. We don't make these, uh, these wise choices simply because they'll gain God's favor in some way. We don't live in a particular way that God might show his favor upon us. No, he has shown his favor. And following him is the evidence of that. We didn't read earlier in the, in the Sermon on the Mount, but as Jesus is, again, bringing it to a close, he says in verse 18 of this chapter, 
a healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. You will recognize a believer by how they live. The fruit doesn't determine, the fruit demonstrates that they are a believer. Demonstrates we understand what Jesus Christ has done for us. Demonstrate we have placed our trust in Him. And knowing that He's washed all of our sins away, we now want to live in a way that is pleasing to Him. It's not oppressive to us. It is the joy of Christian living. And Christ calls you tonight. If you are still living for yourself, if you are a sayer or a hearer, but not a doer of God's word, he calls you, put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and out of gratitude, see the word of God applied in your heart and in your life. And I want to give tonight, I know I often give words of challenge in the sermon, but I also want to give words of encouragement. Because tonight, as I look at who we have with us, Young people who have chosen to be doers, to be doers of God's word, giving up part of your summer, giving up your time to serve others. I want to encourage you. There is a great joy and delight in Christian service. And I want to encourage you to continue that throughout your life. It is easy, easy as perhaps uh, after high school, you choose to go to work, you choose to go to college, you choose to get married, to say, I'm just too busy right now. Just too busy to, to serve God in particular ways, to do what he wants. Make that a pattern in your life, a part of your life to live out of gratitude to Him. When I think about our own congregation, when I think about all the service that was done for the Vacation Bible School to go on, you are doers. I hope you take great joy in that. Great joy and delight in your service to the Lord. The fact that we can host a task team. I can't count how many people and hours have been spent preparing you are doers. And, and, and I want to encourage you, congregation, to continue in that. It is easy as we get older to say, you know what? I've done my time. I've served enough. Time for somebody else to step up. And certainly those who are younger in the faith should be stepping up. But we have to model for them what that looks like. I want to encourage you as a congregation to continue to be doers of the Word of God as evidence that He continues to be at work in you. Jesus talks about sayers, about hearers, and about doers. Even though the sayers seem to take God's name on their lips, even though they do mighty and powerful things, they are not known by Jesus Christ. The hearers might hear, but but choose to reject. Choose to think that they know better and the storms come and wash them away. But those who do are like the wise man who builds upon the rock, who builds upon the sure 
foundation of the Word of God, and we recognize them by their fruits. We recognize that God has been at work in their life. As I said earlier, all of you are hearers. You've all heard the same sermon tonight. Perhaps some of you even nodding along in agreement. May it be that by God's grace, you continue to do what he asks. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rains fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, we thank you so much for your work in our hearts and our lives. We thank you for the beauty of the gospel, for what Jesus Christ has done for us, securing our salvation forever. We thank you that out of love and devotion to him, we can live in a way that brings honor and glory and praise to you. Help us, O oh God to be doers of your word, delighting, taking great joy in following you, even when it is difficult, even when the storms come. We know that building our life upon you and upon your word is that solid rock. Continue to strengthen us, O God, for your service. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing together from number 119, uh, Selection A, Part A of that psalm. Number 119, How blessed are those whose upright in their way, who keep the Lord's decrees with dedication, and in their walk of life His law obey. How blessed are those who with determination wholeheartedly seek him by night and day and look to him for guidance and salvation. We're going to sing the three verses, 1, 2, and 3 of 119a. Let's stand together as we sing.
Receive the parting blessing of our God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. Thank you.